everybody, and welcome back to another new episode of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you? It's good to be back. Hey there, Sir Alan of the Roundtable. I am doing good. It's good to see you, man. It, it feels like it's been a while. It, it really has. You know, it, it, we've, in all seriousness, we've had quite a string of setbacks here at uh, mm. LFP Worldwide Headquarters, including uh, COVID actually hit us hard. Yeah. Double, triple vaxxed and uh, boosted uh, and masked. Uh, didn't matter. Still got us. I know. I know. I know. I, I'm thinking... Constantine was patient zero. Well, that would make total sense. Are you sure, though? Because, I mean, it could have been Harvey. I don't. Well, see, I have inside source that he got oh. a, ba- a bad onion. Oh. And that's that's kind of the source of it. And then the rest was uh, <laughs> the rest was history. Wow. Well, you know, we, we've all been suffering here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Constantine's been hacking. I, I went through this period where I had a horrible sore throat. Harvey's been clucking like a chicken. <laughs> um, what? That, that didn't those chicken sounds were symptoms of COVID. Oh, he didn't have COVID. <laughs> all right. So he's just being Harvey. That's, is what you're just, saying. that's all we got. Oh, yep. God. That's Harvey. Womp yeah. womp. Well, Mark, you know, I, my, I was on my trip to California and we, we had fun as a family vacation. We got to go to Disneyland and, you know, while I was near there, uh, there being the, the motherland, the, the piece, the resistance of all parks and rec related physical locations to visit. I visited city hall. You did. I did. Here, I'm going to show you a picture. Uh, this is the folks at home will love this. Um, yeah, there's me. I'm standing out in front of the, the City Hall building. Wow. Uh, Leslie Nope is right inside. She's got binders, you know, all around her and all kinds of stuff going on there. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. For those of you at home, I'm looking at a picture of uh, Alan standing in front of uh, City Hall with the little... Uh, the weird dude is between yeah. the word city and hall. I don't know if that's a lion or Apollo or what. <laughs> I'm not what, sure what, what it is, is either. Um, it's, you know, it's an interesting building. So if, if for those who don't know, I think a lot of people do know, it's the Pasadena um, City Hall is what it really is. And oh, I did know that. I know that's we've got right. some other shots where I shot all the way up at the building. It's a classic, you know, Spanish style building. Yeah. It, it's a very beautiful area generally very nice city i think literally the day we were there there were six and this is not a joke there were six quinceaneras going on at the same time so six different young ladies with their photographers and their full dresses celebrating their quinceaneras and uh it was like just one after another after another so it's apparently it's a very uh, popular spot to get your picture taken for that Wow. Yeah. It, it was six. What, what is the what is the word? The Quinceanera. It's, it's kind you. of a celebration of uh, of a young woman coming to age. Uh, you know, it's a it's a Spanish custom. So um, it's just, you know, in that area, there, there are a lot of folks who 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 celebrate that. So it was pretty cool to see. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. So we enjoyed our trip overall. But yeah, COVID on the way home and uh, kind of sucked. Yeah. 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 But feeling better and glad to be back. Well, good, good. Uh, you know, for a while I was, uh, I had like a, a fishbowl over my head because I figured that would, that would protect me from stuff. Did it work? I passed out because <laughs> I, could, I couldn't breathe hardly good at all. Huh. That's that weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a flaw in every good, good plan. Did you see my air quotes there? Yeah, I yeah. sure did. Yeah. I felt them. Well, hey, Mark, why don't we get into the podcast today? 
capital plan, oh boy. Sounds good. Yeah, let's do that. Well, folks, we're here to talk about season four, episode 21, Bus Tour. Bus Tour. And uh, I think we mentioned this maybe last week on, on episode 20, that, you know, we'd complained there hadn't been a lot of uh, directors or producers cuts. And, and right. here at the end of season four, we got three in a row. So this is number two. And of course, our win, lose, or draw, the last episode of season four, we'll have one as well. But right. So we had a producer's cut that ran about 25, 28, and then a standard edition that uh, ran 21, 13. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, roughly four minutes plus of extra material. So makes a difference. Yeah, we'll see what kind of difference that made this week. And yep. uh, this episode first aired on May 3rd of 2012, directed by Dean Holland, who's starting to hit his groove at this point. He's on 12 of 27 episodes that he ultimately directed. So nice. I think we've mentioned before he was the most uh, frequent director they had over the course of the show. Right. Um, this episode was written by Isha Mirar. And uh, this is, uh, I'd say, maybe the same thing about her in terms of writing. Uh, she did 14 total episodes, and this is her sixth. Nice. Yeah. Both were producers of the show. So we're in good hands today, Mark. Absolutely. Well, hey, um, why don't you uh, get us into our uh, episode summary, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. The synopsis you the, mean? Oh, yeah. I forgot. We have a name for that. See, it really has been a long time. COVID burned that part of your brain out. It's, it's many it's, parts it's, of my brain, not just that one. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will. I will give the, the yeah, audience the synopsis. There we Thank go. Thank you, Mark. All right. Well, I split this up. Uh, I was so excited. Uh, Alan to come back and yeah. I really want to give it some gusto. Sure. So I split the sucker up into four stories. Correct. Oh, yay. yay. Oh, I love that. The judges sound. agree. That's the one where I'm right. Yeah. All right. So my A story is entitled The Voyage of the SS Nope. I like it. Thanks to her strong performance in the debate, which we saw in the debate, the last episode, Leslie is only two points behind Bobby Newport in the city council race. Leslie and the gang board a campaign bus, dubbed the SS Nope, to Love go it. around Pawnee and campaign hard here in the final stretch. The bus tour goes smoothly-ish, but when Leslie answers a reporter's question about Nick Newport Sr., Bobby Newport's father, by accusing him of, you know, buying the election and being a jerk and stuff, uh, the reporter <laughs> reveals uh, Nick Newport died. Oh. Uh, that's not good. No. Uh, so, you know. I'm sorry. That... <laughs> That's funny, and I don't want to say why yet. Um, well, that there, Jennifer Barkley, the Bobby Newport oh, campaign yeah. manager. Oh, we love to hate her and hate to yes. love her. Uh, well, she jumps on this opportunity and portrays Leslie as someone who just, oh, she just cares about politics, and she's all yeah. mean and stuff and not our, the memory of the deceased and blah, <laughs> blah, blah. So in response to this, now Leslie and her advisors, primarily Ben and Ann, uh, strategize as they desperately try to get things back on track. Nice. What will happen? Can Leslie and the gang turn the tide with the press? Will they issue an apology to Bobby Newport? Can they beat Jennifer Barkley? Stay tuned to find out, dot, dot, dot. Very nice. And what was your title for the A-story? The Voyage of the SS Note. I like that. All right. Uh, Mark, my, I'll just give you mine kind of as we go. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. Uh, I decided that I would, this week, uh, I also had four because the judges, you know, they told me that in advance. Oh, uh, I knew it. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, I don't know if our four are in the same order, but it doesn't really matter. But for this one, I, I decided for all four of mine to use a rock and roll song as my theme for my title. Oh, I love it. Do you like it? Yes. So my A-story is called... Campaign Blitzkrieg Bop. 
<laughs> you like it? Uh, yeah, it's of course like, referring dude. to the great uh, Blitzkrieg bop by the Ramones. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So what'd you get for your B story? I don't even want to say now. I like your whole thing better, <laughs> but I'll, I'll continue on. Um, well, you got the important words. I just got titles. Actually, you know what? My my B story. The title kind of is uh, is summoning your theme up. Yeah, because uh, it's called Battle of the Vans. Hey, because Battle of the the band. It's not great. Okay. Well, hey, it's not. It's not <laughs> totally unrelated. Yeah, all right. Leslie has arranged for the rental of several vans to chauffeur elderly voters to the polls. However, it seems they are suddenly quote no longer available. As a result, Leslie sends Tom, Ron, and Donna to BBB Auto Rental to <laughs> investigate. When they get there, they discover that the Newport campaign has paid off the manager of BBB Auto Rental. Which, by the way, a man that I have chosen to call car rental bill uh, <laughs> to, to keep the vans away from Team Nope. Each of them tries their own tactics to get through to him, but <clears throat> car rental bill uh, stubbornly holds his ground and refuses to give them the vans. Uh -oh. How will this turn out? Can Donna, Ron and Tom change car rental bills mind? Are there any other vans available for renting? Will Tom get his idea for yogurt platinum stolen? Oh Stick God. around, podcast viewers. All will be revealed, dot, dot, dot. Very nice. Well, continuing on the rock and roll theme, Mark, my, yes. my title for that was called Drive My Car in Reverse. <laughs> of course, I can't give away a little bit of the plot there or what happens, but of course, we're referring to the great cough, Beatles cough, song. Uh, foreshadowing. Cough, yeah, cough. let's call it foreshadowing. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the C story... I uh, entitled Burt Macklin versus the Lone Pieman. Love it. I saw a Lone Pieman in your notes, Mark, and I just giggled. I loved it. <laughs> I'm going to use it later, but I did want to make sure you were fully accredited for it. Oh, so, thank you. Yes. During Leslie's previous rally, someone attempted to throw a pie in her face, which was accidentally caught on video by April, who I think was recording with her phone. Yeah. Uh, while the video shows the pie, which Miss Leslie, but hit Jerry, which somehow seems right <laughs> we don't see who threw the pie hmm. as a result andy acting as leslie's bodyguard in his burt macklin persona is on high alert for the duration of the bus tour andy reviews the video over and over but seems unable to unravel the mystery what will happen can andy figure out who the lone pieman is will jerry help andy to reenact the pie incident what theme did Andy use when coming up with code names for everyone? <laughs> Hang in there, true believers. Only time will tell. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, this storyline made me crack up. Uh, my title for this one was Bye Bye Misdirected Pie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Referring, of course, to the great Don McLean, Bye Bye American Pie. Of course. Love of it. course. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed that one. I thought that one was probably the best of that, my four. That, that yeah. was no. I like your theme going here. Yeah. All right. So the D story I have as entitled "The Micro Chip Gets Macro Depressed." Oh, I like that. That's, yeah. that's clever. Nerdy. Yeah. yeah. When Leslie and the gang hit the road, Chris joins them to help out, choosing to bicycle along beside them the whole way. Chris appears to be depressed and seems desperate to keep himself distracted with any sort of busy work that anyone wants to give him to do. And even some things that no one asked him to do. Um, unfortunately, as the tour continues, Chris appears to be getting worse and worse. How will this turn out? 
How does April help Chris to keep busy? Can April talk Chris down off the depression ledge, so to speak? <laughs> what event ends up changing Chris's mindset? Join us to see how this unfolds, dot, dot, dot. Very nice. Yeah. Well, finally, my last of my uh, my little titles, uh, rock and roll theme titles. Everybody hurts, especially Chris. Oh, thank you, REM. Nice. So, yeah. So, nice. That was fun. Very like good. Like it. Hey, well, let's let's do our AKAs real quick, and then we'll get into the episode breakdown. I agree. Mark, you know, I don't know if we've ever really kind of said, like we do the little title thing that's fun for yeah. our stories and then we do this. The, the distinction just for the folks following along at home and maybe are a little confused is, you know, uh, the, the, those titles, we just make those up for fun. Oh, yeah. They're, the AKs the rest of it's canon. Really, yeah, right. They, thank you. The, the, the AKs are just more like maybe some of our favorite lines from each of those storylines or whatever would just struck us that week. Right. I mean, the, yeah. the, the history of this is that NBC, when they yeah, originally terrible. aired there, they, they, they suck on ice. Yeah, they, they, this they, is the called bus tour. It's phoning it in or what? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like you spent what all of a second to, to think of that. So we are so much yeah. better. We're better. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so my AKAs, I have one from each of the four storylines, uh, from the a story, uh, Leslie's, uh, uh, AKA is I sad. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Needs to be a um, shirt. My, my B story, uh, is from, uh, uh, car rental bill uh when, when he says what's your stance on pinky swears george washington <laughs> just kind of cracked me up um, from the from the uh c story uh it's uh andy when he i think he's trying to talk to a, a an actual police officer and yeah. he's trying introducing himself oh yeah yeah andy dwyer or burt macklin or eagle one he, he can't figure out what his own code name is <laughs> Um, and then from the D story, I have Chris. I think at one point he did an errand to get Leslie some much needed caffeine. Oh, yeah. And he says he, he came back with with it. And he, he told uh, I think he told Andy, I was morally opposed to the amount of sugar added. <laughs> so how about you, man? Uh, so so my, from the A story um, there, there, you know, the campaign rallies, there's this thing you see it at sports game. And Ben says it well. He says, look, at the end of the day, all anyone really wants is free clothing shot at them from a cannon. Of course. I just thought that summed it up so well. It did. Completely everything, agree. Everything you need to know about the campaign. Right. Um, I from the B story, the, the van related theme um, also in that same exchange with Bill Butler. Where I come from, a man's word is sacred. Yeah. I just felt like, I don't like this Bill Butler guy. We'll get into that in a minute, but I don't. Ron like said him. that, right? Yeah, Ron said that. Right, right. Yeah. That seems very Ronish. Yeah, it is very Ronish. And Mark, I, I guess I, when I look at it, I really didn't do one from every storyline. But <laughs> but my, my last and favorite was of all was, uh, you know. Chris is basically talking to April about how like he just he's got to stay busy. If yeah, he doesn't yeah, stay yeah. busy. He goes to his dark place. Yeah, yeah. And April says, look, first of all, dark places are awesome. Yeah, it's a good counterpoint. I love it. Yep, yep. I love it. I like so, it. So it's the making something good out of something bad. Yeah. Plus, it's so April. When life hands you lemons. Or COVID. Just get depressed and stay in a corner and eat pizza. And rock back and forth. Don't eat a rock. Just eat pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah, yeah. hurts your teeth. Although you, maybe you're thinking rock and roll. Oh, well, maybe I am. Well, hey, Mark, let's get into our breakdown <laughs> yes, for this please. week and uh, get this thing going. All right. We start out with our cold open, as we always do. This one is uh, plot relevant. And 
Alan, this whole uh, episode takes place with the, we already called it the SS Nope, um, you know, just going from place to place. And I think where they start out here, if I'm not mistaken, is they're outside of Trefcab. I believe you're correct. Which uh, the residents formerly known as Burleys, for those that have just joined us for the first time. Um, so uh, we see the gang standing outside of Trefcab by a large bus with Leslie's picture on the side. Ben and Leslie address the gang. You know what? Let's let's have a patient zero. I mean, Constantine, uh, start us <laughs> off right. Hey, Constantine. Hey, finish coughing and then play the clip, buddy. <laughs> OK, everybody. Big, big news. Uh, Leslie, would you like to do the honors? No, I think you should deliver the news. Yeah, but you're the candidate. Yeah, but you're the brilliant campaign manager. But you're the cutest. Aww. I love you. I love you too. Uh, kissy, kissy. Hey. Were you going to tell us something? Oh, oh yeah. Right. Um, the latest poll has us only two points behind Bobby Newport. <laughs> I know, you guys, we only have one more day to close the gap, and we're going to do so in a one-time campaign blitz aboard the SS Nope. Yeah. This is going to be our home for the next 24 hours. And if we win, hopefully it will be the home that Ben and I share forever. Uh, what? This is an idea I had. We don't have to do it, whatever. We can talk about it. Okay, here we go. We've come so far. I want this so bad I can taste it. When I close my eyes, I can picture the flash of the cameras at my swearing in. And I can hear the sound of the applause when I take my oath. And I can see in the crowd, President Obama smiling at me. He made it. I didn't think he would come, but he made it. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. We started off right. I like it. I like it. Well, Mark, as we kick off the main episode, the, the SS Nope embarks on the campaign blitz, and we learn that this campaign has already been the victim of at least one terrorist attack, and extra security is now being applied. Well, Alan, Andy is on is in full-on Burt Macklin oh, mode yeah. here. I don't know if I have ever seen him so, <laughs> ser he, so serious. He is on a mission, Alan. Apparently, there has been an assassination. Nope. No, there wasn't. Well, there's... Well, there's been a, a horrible attack. Mm, still kind of stretching it. There's been a pie throwing? Okay. I'll allow uh, it. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's been a horrible, dastardly pie, pie, throw. pie throwing that took place a few days ago during a routine campaign stop. Andy has what is essentially a big talking head scene here where he goes through a video showing the pie Miss Leslie and striking Jerry instead. So... You know, no harm done. Um, the whole thing. I wonder what flavor it was. Oh, that I have been so wondering that. <laughs> I'm going to go with lemon meringue. All right. Fair enough. I'm a fan of lemon. Okay. So anyway, the whole thing, as I mentioned before, is caught accidentally by April as she was shooting the video on her phone. And Andy goes through the video almost frame by frame. And he's analyzing it. And he's giving it commentary. And he's on the warpath, man. He's going to be doing security sweeps. Um and maybe using code names, uh, Alan, I, I think that we have to play this last part, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Andy does this so well. I'm not sure we can do, do it, it justice. Just, no yeah. way. No yeah, way. Let's, let's, let's do let's it. Let's do that. When we reach a location, I will be conducting a security sweep. Also, from now on, we'll be using code names. You can address me as Eagle One. Okay. And code name. Been there, done that. Yes. April is currently doing that. <laughs> Donna is, it happened once in a dream, Chris, codename, if I had to pick a dude. Ben is, Eagle 2. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Chris looked very um, uh, flattered. Yes. Yeah. 
Ben looked very concerned. He really did. <laughs> he didn't know concerned. where this was going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. That's a funny way to kick off the episode. Yep. Well, at the first campaign stop, the team disembarks the SS Nope, and we learn that despite careful preparations, some things are actually not going to plan. Yeah, the the gang is assembled outside of the bus, uh, and they're at, like you said at the first campaign stop. And Tom receives some bad news apparently via cell phone. Apparently, the vans they secured a week ago to take senior citizens to the polls tomorrow are quote no longer available. So Tom, Donna, and Ron get assigned the task of going to the rental place and sorting things out. Um, Leslie also asks April to pretty please get her a triple espresso with eight sugars because she needs the energy, Alan. Um, well, Chris just jumps on the task before anyone can say a word before <laughs> April can move. He straps on his bike helmet and takes off on his bike. And we then get a Chris talking head while he's riding his bike where he tells us, this has been a difficult year for me romantically. Millicent Gergich, Ann Perkins, Andy's professor. Lots of disappointment. But if I keep my body moving and my mind occupied at all times, I will avoid falling into a bottomless pit of despair. <laughs> there it is. Yep, there you ah, go. Ah. Well, because he jumps on that fumble when, you know, they're about to send April, doesn't he? He says, look, I'll, I'll do it. I have to do it. I need to do it. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And April even tries to say, well, I don't want to hear her stump speech again. He's like, too late, sucker. <laughs> See ya. This takes off. Yeah. I love, uh, before we move on, I love that uh, Chris seems to be the only one actually wearing any campaign merch. Yeah. But his is specific. I don't know if you noticed this. It's on the Bumble Flex, Mark. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I wish I could get a Nope 2012 campaign shirt on Bumble Flex. I would buy it right now. Oh, This minute with man. your credit card, I would get on and buy it. <laughs> I really need to cancel <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just too lazy. Well, Mark, we're still at the first campaign stop and the event is finally underway. And Anne is about to introduce Leslie, whose code name we will finally learn. <laughs> Anne introduces Leslie, who steps onto the stage to her theme song, Catch Your Dream. And I I, I think what you're what you're talking about is, is Andy in the background, yes. you know, because he's making sure security. Yeah, is, he's running is, the uh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. This is Eagle One. Been there, done that, which we know is Anne, yeah, is yeah. leaving the stage. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about it, <laughs> is in position. So <laughs> there you go. So Leslie does a great, great job. Her speech, speech is wonderful. Yeah, it's received well by the crowd. Ben tells us in a talking head with Leslie kind of uh, giving her speech in the background behind him. He tells us that he and Leslie have her speech down to a science like it's it's time to the second. And to emphasize this, he calls out several crowd reactions he knows are about to happen, mm. including cheering, yep. laughing loudly at some points, and even some awkward silence when <laughs> Leslie attempts a Rodney Dangerfield impression. Oh, I'll tell you, I don't get a respect. <laughs> Leslie finally ends her speech saying, together we can build a better Pawnee. And everyone cheers and applauds loudly. Get on your feet, and, starts and, playing. And banners yeah. are unrolled and, and Gloria Stefan's get on your feet, which works a lot when you're not on an ice rink. Yeah, so much better. And the female dancers, oh, yeah. did you notice they're the gotcha dancers? Were they really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. did not admit. They I, good, go good where cash. the money is. Well, hey, I don't blame them. <laughs> I mean, professional dance events in Pawnee got to be pretty rare anyway. Pretty, pretty rare. So yeah, you're scraping yeah. the butt on the bar. Yeah. And T-shirts are being fired from T-shirt cannons. Gotta love it. It's like Leslie Palooza. It is Leslie Palooza. <laughs> well put. Yeah. I like it. That They could put that on the shirt too, on the back of the Bumbleflex. There you go. Brilliant. Right? Sell a million of them. Yep. 
Well, back aboard the SS Nope, Andy and Jerry are reviewing the pie attack, and Andy's being very diligent in recreating the events of that day to help him solve this heinous crime. Holy cow and a half. Yeah, he cannot, Andy, cannot let the pie throwing incident go. He's he. I think he's obsessing over it. He's, he yeah. wants to prove his worth. It feels like he let Leslie down. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so he continues to go through it, this time with Jerry reluctantly assisting. Noting that the pie came from a high angle, Andy grabs an actual pie, <laughs> walks towards very slowly where Jerry is seated and slowly, slowly brings it closer to Jerry's face and then continues to keep bringing the pie closer, slowly mashing it into God. Jerry's face. And Jerry just kind of stoically sits there accepting his lot in he, life. He and, is, yeah. <sighs> and accepts that there's pie goobage all over him now. So after some uh, pie adjustments resulting in pie smears all over Jerry's face. Andy tells him, look, clean yourself up. We're going to do it again. And then the camera pans around to show it. dozens and dozens of and pies. dozens of pies <laughs> yeah. just waiting to assist with Andy and Jerry's reenactment. Uh, I think by the time it's done, they will figure out the correct entry angle of that pie. Or get diabetes. Or get diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, meanwhile, Tom, along with chaperones Donna and Ron, arrive in Donna's Benz at the auto rental facility. And, and what are you calling this again? Uh, BBB auto rental. Yeah, but I thought you had a name. Oh, you had a name for the renter, not the place. Well, the, the manager. The manager. The, the manager yeah. whose whose name I realize his official name is, is Bill Butler. Bill Butler. But I uh, think Bill Butler. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, that was from the office. I get those confused sometimes. I have to pull myself back together. I didn't expect that. So <laughs> I, I know his official name is Bill Butler, but yeah. I don't think I recognize that his last name was in there. And it is. Yeah. So I just said, you know what? Your car rental bill now. That's what it. that's what I call I love it. it. So, yeah, we see uh, Donna. Uh, uh, approach BBB auto rental with Ron riding shotgun and Tom in the back. She's she's driving her baby, her Mercedes, Alan. And they pull up and they park while Donna goes over some car rules with Ron oh, yeah. and Tom, including a Ron had better not leave any meat shreds on the car floor. And B, Tom can have his damn shoes back once he gets out of the car, you know, to protect the floor mats. The floor mats. Yeah. Not the actual carpet, but the floor mats mats themselves, which are meant to protect the carpet. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, once the floor mats go, it's all over. <laughs> it's true. You know what? I don't blame her. She's yeah, not wrong. Absolutely. She really isn't. Yep. Yeah. Well, Mark, this is actually one of those scenes that's in the producer's cut that's not at all in the regular cut. That's right. And, and I think it's interesting because it, it's reminding us, it helps us remember how much Donna loves her car. Right. Which will play a part later in the episode. Right, right, so. right. This episode was actually really good about having a bunch of flashbacks to things that they've already established yeah, in, in that's a good point. Pawnee lore, yeah, so to without speak. Without it feeling like clippish or anything like that. Yes. Yeah. Unlike our show today, which has like seven <laughs> clips. <laughs> Whatever, though. Whatever. Look, hey, we're first, first day back. <laughs> we're fronted in a little yep, bit. We're yeah. Good. Well, Mark, I believe we've moved on to the second campaign event. And Ben and Leslie are still perfectly in sync. And Andy is finally applying some new levels of security here. Thank goodness. Yeah. At their second campaign stop, I think they're they're trying to set up the stage and they're getting ready for Leslie to give her speech again. And it looks like they're Leslie and Ben are a tiny bit ahead of schedule, which has them oddly yeah. pumped. Excited nerds. Um, meanwhile, Chris arrives with Leslie's coffee order, complete with tons of sugar, which he is morally opposed to. And some green green tea and agave in case she changes her mind. Before he can hand the coffee over, Andy stops Chris, telling him, hey, look, 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 look. No one gets 
close to Leslie without my say-so. He looks Chris in the eyes to see if he's lying and... My God, they're beautiful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> your, your story checks out. Your story checks out. Get out of here, kid. So he, <laughs> oh he gets to go. I love it. Yeah. Well, back over at BBB Auto Rental, the gang meets up with the owner, douchebag. I mean, Bill Butler. And uh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. They meet with uh, car rental Bill. I can't stop calling him that. I, just, I don't I, like this guy. Have I already said that? No, he's a, he's a, he's a, what a jerk. He's a no good Nick if I've ever seen one. He really is. Um, so car rental Bill Allen is the manager of BBB Auto Rental. And uh, anyway, so they engage with this guy, this dude, this jerk, in an attempt to get those vans that they locked down a week ago and they paid $900 for it. But unfortunately, now the price apparently is a little bit higher at $10,000 on account of the Newport campaign gave ah. car rental bill uh, $10,000 to just rent the vans and park them off park them somewhere in some lot and no one gets them. So car rental bill, uh, being the financial mastermind he is, tells them he's going to take the money and tear up their contracts and then he walks off. I think Tom is still maybe hopeful that he can talk a car rental bill into helping them. But Ron and Donna look extremely frustrated at this point. And Tom, yes, that's true. But you got to realize that while Tom is, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, hasn't given up hope, his plan, Mark, is he's going to play hardball. He's just going <laughs> to, here's how it's going to go down. Yeah. In a few minutes, we're going to walk in there. Yeah. We'll give him our demands. Yeah. And then, bam, I start crying. <laughs> So please give us a van. We need a van. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Sounds about right. Yeah, it does. Well, Mark, back on the campaign trail and still at the second stop, Leslie is wrapping up when she gets some unexpected questions from the press covering the campaign event. Yeah. Once again, Leslie's at the microphone. She's giving her speech. I think she's near the end. It's very well received by the crowd, just like last time. So, so far, so good. But unlike last time, a reporter steps up and asks Leslie to comment on Bobby Newport's father, Nick Newport, to which Leslie says he has been intimidating, bullying, and poisoning Pawnee for years and <clears throat> is a real jerk. <clears throat> the reporter stops to clarify, asking Leslie to comment on Nick Newport dying earlier that day. <laughs> Leslie is stunned and is thrown off her uh, uh, her game there. Uh, when when asked for a comment, all she can come up with is <laughs> my AKA. I, I it's sad. <laughs> like, that's it. That's what you got there. That's I sad. Is that your official statement? I sad. Uh, and, and then to clarify, she goes, of course not that no one, I sound like an idiot. No one says I sad. So she goes, my official statement is that is overall a bummer. <laughs> I don't know. She didn't really do a lot better. So much um, better. Leslie is flustered. Anne is embarrassed. Ben is disbelieving. Things have taken a bad turn for the home team. Yeah, it started off so well. And yeah. here we are. Yeah. Well, following the press conference debacle, the situation has gotten even worse as final word with Purd and the now apparently constantly present Jennifer Barkley uh, react to Leslie's fox pos. Sid, what is, is the thing that you're saying there? The fox pass? That's not how that's pronounced. I don't. Well, how think. do you say it? It's faux. It's faux pas. No, no, it's not. It is. It's crazy. It's, it's faux pas. I'm, I'm, I'm French Canadian. I know. Well, next, you're going to tell me it's not pronounced hors d'oeuvres. No, that one's right. Oh, you okay. got it. So you're one for two. <laughs> 
So, yeah, we see uh, aboard the SS Snope, we have the, you know, the TV that Andy was watching the Pie Throne video yes, on. Yeah. Well, the same TV apparently gets TV, TV signals or whatever. Yeah, the SS Snope so, has a satellite. And so they're, yeah. they're all watching the final word with Purd playing uh, and, and Purd is playing a clip from Leslie's speech where she is bad mouthing Nick Newport before she found out he he died. Um, hey, Constantine, it put the onion down. That's what started this whole thing. Can you please play this clip? All right, thank you. Frankly, he's a real jerk. Harsh words, but this reporter does love those t-shirt cannons. <laughs> now, Jen, what are your thoughts about all of this? This is not a time for politics. I am calling on Leslie Nope to cancel all of her campaign events out of respect for the Newport family. Anything else would be a classless move on par with spray painting nipples on the Lincoln Memorial. Thanks. <laughs> okay, emergency meeting. I need everyone to gather around me in order of how much I trust them. Uh-oh. Here's the situation. A man has died, but that man is 98 years old and he's an awful man. However, he is a man and he died. Also, you called the dead man a jerk. However, he was a jerk. He put a lot of people out of work. He had tons of mistresses. He polluted this town. Okay, Ben, what do we do? Okay, it's unfortunate, but the stakes are too high. We can't just stop campaigning. We stop, we lose. Good answer, great body. And try to beat what he said. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat him. Not with that attitude. Okay, fine, I think you should stop. At least until you apologize to Bobby in person. April? I wasn't listening, but I strongly disagree with Anne. Andy? <laughs> if, 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 the, if the guy... Okay. If, I absolutely think that we should keep campaigning. The worst possible thing we could do would be to stop, because if the campaign stops, we all stop. And stopping is certain death. Who wants a panini? Anyone? <laughs> everyone? I'm gonna say everyone. All right. Yeah. All right, Leslie, what's your call? Anne, there is nothing harder in the entire world than saying no to your beautiful face, but I'm going to. No, we're gonna keep campaigning, okay? But we're gonna do it in a classy and respectful way to get Anne over our backs. What's next on the schedule? <laughs> So a, a couple of things I think we uh, that may not have come through crystal clear. I, I bet you may have been able to tell uh, Jennifer Barkley is back. Uh, you know, that that's who was on the final word. Well, and like I said, she's ever present now. If Purd's on, Jennifer's on as a guest. Why doesn't he have been there to counter, you know, point counterpoint, right? Just seems fair. Yeah, that does seem fair. What's going on? That's here? probably why Jennifer says I, I talked to him. He says that yeah. you're a jerk, Jay. <laughs> or not <Wow>. Jay. <laughs> I mean, purred. <laughs> Played by the great Jay Jackson. Played by the great Jay Jackson. Uh, so did COVID get to your brain too? I, I think so. I think the little molecules are, are doing stuff. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, Leslie panics and says, okay, emergency meeting. We got to yeah. figure this out. Everyone gather around me in order of how much I trust I them. And instantly on either side of Leslie, Ben and Ann go, and they kind of eye each other like, hey, what's going on there? Which I thought was kind of funny. I love it. Yeah. I, it may be true that she trusts them equally, but she's trusted Anne longer. How's that? Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's what Anne's thinking here. I have, I have more to say on that later. Oh, good. Yep. I'm, I'm curious to hear what it is. Well, Mark, back at BBB, the gang continues to try to appeal to Bill's reasonable side, and it doesn't seem to be working, I think mostly because he just doesn't have one. That's right. Ron, Donna, and Tom continue to talk to car rental Bill, uh, trying to convince him to let them have the vans. Donna tries a logical approach, saying let, letting them drive the vans around will show off his logo, giving him more publicity than if they just sit there uh, in a lot. That's a good point. Tom 
offers to let car rental bill uh, in on the ground floor regarding his idea for a gourmet alcoholic yogurt called yogurt platinum. Unfortunately, neither, neither of these approaches work. Finally, Ron says, Tom, Donna, could you please give us a moment? I'd like to talk to car rental bill. I mean, Bill, man to man. He just calls him Bill. He just calls him Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just easier that way. Yeah. Well, Mark, at the third campaign stop, Andy continues to try to improve and expand the security measures for the campaign. He does. Uh, this was interesting because this is ostensibly an elementary school. Yeah. But didn't the, didn't the outside of the building say Walter Reed High School? Did it? What I noted about the building was that it is the back of the Pasadena City Hall building. Get the out. exact same architecture. Are you serious? Lines. I, I'm like 99.7% sure. Not enough. But I think I was so focused on that, I must have missed this sign. So I don't know. Let's say that high schoolers and elementary schoolers live in harmony like they always have. It's a K through 12. Why not? Sure, sure it is. That's what it is. So anyway, we're now at this school there and we have a couple small scenes. So this is the third campaign stop, right? And first, while Leslie is inside talking to kids, Andy, I mean, Burt Macklin, I mean, <laughs> Eagle, Eagle One. One, thank you, is outside keeping a lookout. And in his own sweet, stupid way, he tries to create some uh, camaraderie uh, between himself and the police officer assigned <laughs> as security for the school and wants to discuss the, quote, current security plan. Uh, the offer curtly tells him the plan is to stand right there and pretty much shuts down Andy's further attempts to cooperate. Meanwhile, we see the SS No parked close by with Chris energetically washing the outside. April exits the bus and sees Chris and asks him what he's doing. Chris tells April he desperately needs to keep busy to keep his mind occupied. He's washing the bus like a monkey is what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He's monkey washing. And, and then in the meantime, Jerry walks up with a milkshake because they're good. Yeah, they and then Chris frantically asks April, give me something to do. What else do you have for me to do? And April goes, oh, my Jesus, and just takes Jerry's milkshake and goes blap and splatters it all over the side of the bus, annoying Jerry and pleasing Chris. Well, but April does kind of salvage there a little bit. And, and you know, Chris says, thank you, April. And then uh, then she moves on to say, though, look, though, when you're done, get Jerry another milkshake. And yeah, Jerry yeah. feels a little redeemed. He's like he's like mollified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she goes and then give it to me and I'll throw it on the bus again. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just an endless loop to keep Chris busy. I know. I know. It's craziness. I love it. Here at the third campaign stop, Leslie is now on the classic reading to school kids page of the campaign playbook. Ah. You know, when she once again gets some tough questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah. So we're inside a classroom within the elementary school or the K through 12 or whatever the heck this is. And we see a large whiteboard that says, welcome Leslie Nope to story time. And we then see Leslie uh, surrounded by young students and teachers and reporters and Ben finish her reading of, <laughs> you know what, Alan, let's 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 have Constantine play this clip. I think that's uh, an amazingly good idea. Here. Yep. We're all your friends in Mr. Bacon. Welcome home. The end. That is Gruffle, the awful waffle, a book that I wrote and published on behalf of my education initiative. Any questions? Yes. How did Groffle cross the Serp River? And why did you call Mr. Newport a jerk? Uh -oh. Well, when I called him a jerk, I didn't know that he had passed in 
to candy heaven. Do you still think he's a jerk? And you didn't answer the syrup question. <laughs> I, I should not have called Nick Newport a jerk because we need to be respectful of all dead people. I mean, not Stalin or Hitler. But I'm not calling Nick Newport Hitler. Ms. Nope, I have a follow-up to what I'm now deciding to call Jerkgate. Are there any other deceased members of Bobby Newport's family you'd like to attack? And quit ducking the waffle question. Did Grothel use a boat of some kind? All right, that's all the questions for now. Thank you, everybody. Are, are we to assume that he swam across the syrup river? Miss Nope. Uh, quit ducking the waffle question. Oh Answer God. the question, ma'am. Uh, Holy cow. They clearly were not paying attention. You know, I did my senior thesis on Grothel the Awful Waffle. Did you? Yeah. Uh, so w- what was it that it, the book ended in something about bacon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all your friends, said Mr. Bacon. Yeah. I, I need to read this book. It's not bad. You know, I, the Don't only read it when you're hungry. No, no, no. They'll only carry this in the Pawnee libraries as long as until Leslie destroys the library system. Yes. So get your hands on it quickly. I completely agree. <laughs> yep. Well, Mark, following what I will now be calling Grothelgate. Yes. The campaign team is back on the road and not everyone agrees on the next move. That's right. The SS Nope is back on the road now. And Leslie, Ben and Ann discuss what their next move should be. Anne thinks that Leslie should apologize for her remark and stop campaigning as a show of respect for Nick Newport passing away. One way to do it. Ben agrees-ish, but then suggests they leak the details to the press to restore Leslie's reputation and then finish the bus tour. Classic. Classic. Leslie seems on board with this, but Anne is not happy with this final twist. Well, she says it's just sneaky and she doesn't like it. Right, right. I mean, that's, you know, she's not wrong. It's politics. Leslie also makes it clear to her inner circle that it's very clear in the book that Groffel crosses the Syrup River on the Butterbridge. Well, duh. I was paying attention. And if you read the book, you would know that. Hello. (laughs) Well, meanwhile, over at BBB, Ron is now having the man to douchebag i mean man to man conversation yeah and it becomes clear that bill is a real mother yeah yeah he is yeah the the man to man with car rental bill is now underway and the exchange is pretty simple ron you can't welch on a contract a man's word is sacred car rental bill don't care taking the money ron after hesitating a few moments fine i'll match the 10 grand car rental bill Price went up. Now it's 12 grand. Uh, Ron, what the hell? And then <laughs> car rental bill gives us about as much of an explanation or straight answer as we're going to get. Yeah. And he says, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, yeah. The only assets I have are 22 crappy white vans. And for some reason, there's a massive bidding war going on. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do no. intend to take advantage of the situation. Ron is not happy. Oh, yeah. And now it's $15,000. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as I hate, uh, what do you call him? Bill, Bill? Car rental bill. Car, car rental bill. I cannot say that. I'll just keep doing, calling him <laughs> yeah, douchebag. You can't say bill. that. Actually, you know, BBB, DBB, douchebag bill. See? Oh, yeah. See, that would have made more sense to me. Oh, yeah. But anyway, nice. I, I, we should say that he is truly awful, but played brilliantly by the great comedic actor, Mike Michael Malley. Malley. Yep. Yeah. So, yes, dear. So. Hats off the mic. Well, but not because he's bald. Well, yeah, get, get a sunburn up there. 
<laughs> well, Mark, with the new plan in place, the SS Nope arrives at the Newport estate and Ben does his best Admiral Akbar impression. Um, <laughs> well played, sir. Thank you. Thank well you played. very much. Yeah. <laughs> we see the SS Nope driving down the road and they're on road on road on route to they're the, on the road. They're, they're, they're on the road. Again, they're en route to the Newport estate so they, they can go forward with Operation Apologize to Bobby Newport, then leak the details to the press. They, yeah. they really need a shorter name for they that do. operation. Alan, let's have Constantine play this clip. I love it. Okay, I talked Newport's people into giving us 10 minutes alone with Bobby. So we get in there, we apologize, and then we get back on the campaign trail. Okay, how do we leak this to the press? Do we, like, release a statement? Do we call somebody? Um, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Why are there so many people here? It's a trap. It's a trap! <laughs> we got to get out of here. It's a time for solemnity and remembrance. This is not a time for politics. Okay, oh. we stop, please? Wow. Leslie Nope is driving her campaign bus <laughs> through a memorial service. Back it up. Back it up. Okay, back up. Back it up. Uh -oh. Just when we thought she couldn't stoop any lower. Just oh no! Uh -oh. Oh. Go forward! Go forward! <laughs> I feel like he's dying all over again. Stop <laughs> it! Oh, oh no. Uh oh. Hi. Sorry, are we late? <laughs> wow. Uh, um, Mark, I know that's a little visual, but I'm glad we played it. I think the only thing you can't really know for certain is that when they back up the bus, they back it over this very large easel with a, a portrait of, of, of course, Nick the deceased. Senior, the right, deceased, right, right, yeah. Right. And then that, that's the part where Jennifer Gazza goes, oh, I feel like he's dying all over again. She's a pro. Uh, she is good at her job. She is. She really is. Well, Mark, inside Newport Manor, the accusations are flying around and Jen Barkley pretty much calls Leslie out on the calculated move in which she was just outclassed. Yep. We, we see Leslie and Ben enter uh, Newport Estate, Newport Manor, Newport Mansion. Yeah. Um, where it's in uh, Gotham, right? The SS Newport, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and Jennifer is talking quietly with a member of the estate about the <clears throat> handshake agreement that she had with Nick Newport to get paid for running Bobby's campaign. But you can just wire transfer to it. And it's about, I'm really sorry for your loss. Apparently, she's a little concerned. Anyway, so Leslie and Ben lay into Jennifer. They're, they're mad, Alan. They're mad. They're mad. They're clearly angry that she would manipulate uh, all this into a political sideshow for, for their side's gain, for crying out loud. But Jennifer, to your point, she pretty much gets transparent and then calmly calls them out. And they said... You guys were only going to apologize for the press. You were going to use us and we turned the tables on you because I'm that good. <laughs> and we're both just doing whatever it takes to win. And, and once again, in classic Jennifer Barkley style, there's no heat behind her words. There, there's no menacing. There's no posturing. She just kind of lays out the facts as she sees him and shrugs and says, you know, I like your dress and then walks off. Um, once Jennifer is gone. Ben chastises himself, saying he should have seen this coming. Leslie chastises herself, saying, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, she's no better than Jennifer Barkley. Uh, and then they're both right. And then Anne comes in with some much needed words of wisdom yeah. and says, yes, you are better than her. You just need to stop the machine for a second and go to apologize to Bobby alone without cameras. 
I think that's great advice from Ann. Yeah. But in Leslie's defense, Mark, you know, yes, of course, they were going to leak it to the press, but they did bring us sorry for your last, sorry for your lost fruit basket. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. That's classy, right? No melon. No, no melon and- uh, No apples. No apples. <laughs> I, did, I had no idea. I'm going to have to start plucking those out of my sorry for your lost basket. I know. Uh, I got like 12 of them. <laughs> Well, Mark, despite the long list of his completed tasks, all done in his Bumbleflex, of course, uh-huh. Chris now seeks some new tasks from April to keep him once again out of his dark place. <laughs> the scene starts. We see April alone in a room within Newport Mansion when all of a sudden Chris walks in. And like you said, he's babbling about all the stuff he's done. And then he's like, OK, what's next? What's next? I got to keep busy. What's next? And then April just goes, bah, just why don't you sit down and uh, you stop bothering me? How about we play that game? <laughs> And then Chris, Chris opens up a little and he yeah. says, I've had a very tough year. I can't stop thinking about Anne and Millicent. And if I'm alone with my thoughts, I go to a dark place. And at this, April changes tactics a little bit. And she tells Chris, A, dark yeah. places are awesome. That's my AKA. That's yeah. right. That's right. B, Anne is kind of lame. So, you yeah, know, bullet dodged. <laughs> C, Millicent is Jerry's daughter. So second bullet dodged. Yeah. And, and most importantly, she says, D, you're not alone. You have friends and you're going to be fine. And at this, April walks <laughs> off as Chris thanks her and, and smiles and calls after her. You're right. I'm going to be fine. And then a few seconds of silence. And then Chris breaks the fourth wall and turns towards the camera. Smiles now gone and tells us, I'm not fine. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it all of like four seconds. Yep. <laughs> You know, I thought it was nice. It was a good exchange between Chris and April there, of course. And of course, in her her very April way, she says, look, you're not alone. You've got friends somewhere, I assume. (laughs) It it didn't work, but I give April points for trying. She did try. Yeah, she did try. Yeah, Chris Chris is uh, not ready to hear it yet. Nope. Yeah. Well, Leslie finds Bobby in the bowling room. And I think now she's going to finally take some advice from Anne. How many rooms does this place have anyway? Is it the bowling room or is it his bedroom that, that, by the way, happens to have a bowling alley in it? I don't know. I don't know. I I'll see if I can get bedroom. the blueprints. Yeah, you do that. Um, <laughs> so Leslie enters Bobby Newport's room. I thought it was his bedroom. And and and, and finds him playing virtual uh, bowling, even though he has a real uh, <laughs> bowling alley right next to him, which is kind of funny. Um <laughs> At Leslie's prompting, she and Bobby sit down, at which point Leslie simply tells him, I just want to say I'm really sorry your dad died. And I'm really, really sorry I called him a jerk. And Bobby seems to take it in the spirit in which Leslie meant it, telling her that's okay. He was like a million years old and he was kind of a jerk. The only reason I did this campaign was to impress him and he couldn't have cared less. And then Larry Leslie shares a childhood story with Bobby. Just paraphrasing here, she says, My mom was a great athlete when she was young and in junior high, I joined the track team to impress her, even though I hated it. And at the end of the year, I ran the 5,000 meters and finished dead last. And I thought she was going to be really disappointed, but instead she ran up and gave me a big hug and she told me how proud she was. And, and Bobby didn't quite get the point. He enjoyed the story, but didn't quite get the point. So Leslie summarizes for him. You finished this race, Bobby. The campaign is over and you finished. Win or lose, I bet you anything that your dad was proud of you. That's good stuff. I love it. Yeah. And then you almost see this light bulb go off above Bobby's head when he says, now I get it. There you go. And Leslie goes, there you go. Your mom and my dad are both dicks. Mm, maybe <laughs> not. 
close. So yeah, we'll we'll call it a. It's a it's a subplot. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on. <laughs> it's a subplot in the main story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. it's the B story, Mark. <laughs> Well, Mark, the Van Gang has finally accepted defeat and is about to leave BBB when an unconventional opportunity bumps right into them. Mm. See what I did there? I do. It's a foreshadowing and stuff and clever word use and other things that I don't know. Um, Donna, Ron and Tom are sitting in Donna's Mercedes in the BBB auto rental parking lot. Car rental bill is getting in his truck and getting ready to take off. And it seems like from a from a, a, a logistical perspective, it seems like Donna's car is kind of blocking the only exit yeah. uh, to yeah. the place. Um, Alan, let's have Constantine play this clip. There's no vans within 50 miles. And for some reason, no one wants to lend me ten thousand dollars. Even if we had the dough, that bunko artist would just demand more. Trust me. Don't move. Let's just stay here for like an hour and not let him out. This isn't right. Our girls worked hard. We're so close. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, he didn't just hit my baby. Hey! What the hell, guys? Move! All right. Uh-oh. Y'all got your seatbelts on? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did you see that? That son of a bitch just rear-ended me. <laughs> Am I dead? <laughs> what the hell? Exactly, Bill. What the hell? You just rear-ended me. That is not what happened. But I got witnesses. Yeah, it went down exactly the way my girl said it did, you mean bald man. <laughs> hey, what about you, Mr. Uh, a man's word is sacred? Well, it is, but you're an ass. <laughs> so we can settle this now. I will accept payment in van rentals. Got him. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> It's like the old man in Scooby-Doo once he's been caught. Fair. Meddling kids. Like old Gus. <laughs> old Gus. Oh, God. That's a throwback. <laughs> well, back on the bus, Andy and Jerry are finally re-reviewing the Pie Attack video when Burt Macklin finally cracks the case. That's right. So, yeah, Andy and Jerry aboard the SS Nope. Once again, reviewing the pie throwing video, trying to break the case. And you can see the hamster wheel just oh, yeah. working hard in Andy's little head there. And, and he makes the following observations. A, Leslie was about 15 feet in front of Jerry when he got hit with the pie. B, this means if the assailant was aiming at Leslie, they would have terrible aim. <laughs> C, unless Leslie wasn't the target. And Andy then looks carefully at the video, trying to imagine who the pie would have hit if Jerry weren't there and realizes the target was Ben. Andy sends Jerry to compile a list of everyone Ben's ever fired. Jerry leaves. Andy beams. And we hear him say, Macklin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't be prouder. Yup. Well, back outside the Newport mansion, Bobby proves to be a plagiarist and ultimately maybe a little bit of an okay guy in an idiot suit. <laughs> <laughs> He's all of those things in he, really he wears is. a lot of hats. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we see another shot outside of the Newport mansion, and Bobby Newport is now at the microphone. It's kind of the same place that Jennifer Barkley was when she was talking to the crowd. Yeah, when she relived Nick, Nick, Nick Newport's death, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and Bobby proceeds to talk to the crowd, which now includes Team Nope, like all looking up at Bobby. Um, 
hey, Alan, let's have Constantine play this one last clip. Wow, that's a lot of clips. I know, there. I know, I know. But again, they're all really good clips. And yeah, I think it's uh, a producer's cut. It's a producer's cut. Give us a break. Have it, Mark. Yep. A lot of people have been asking me how I feel about everything that's happened today. Well, let me tell you a little story. My dad was this amazing athlete when he was a kid. What? When I was in junior high, I started doing track oh. just to impress him. Uh oh. Even though I hated it. At the end of the year, I entered the 5,000 meters, and I won. Uh oh. It was awesome. My dad wrapped me in a big hug and said he was proud of me. That's just a great story that happened between me and my dad and nobody else. <laughs> We're dead. It's over. That's my story. Before I go, I want to bring up a special guest, somebody who's been very supportive and mega cool today. Leslie Nope, will you come up here? What? Uh -oh. Come on, come up here. Go, 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 go. You know, Leslie's been getting a lot of heat today, but I want you all to know that we talked person to person, and she's really great. People should stop being so mean to her. In fact, if, if you don't vote for me tomorrow, you should vote for her because she's super, super awesome lady. Leslie, we did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jennifer's <laughs> mad. Uh, the look on Jen Barkley's face is worth a million dollars. Yep. Uh, like, are you telling me that there's a chance not only am I not going to be paid for this? Yeah. But my candidate just said, I like her. <laughs> for the second time, technically. Womp womp. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. not even the first time. Good Lord. Uh, well, Mark, back inside the mansion, now that the campaign is functionally over, Jen offers Chris a parting gift of sorts to help him cure his depression. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? Okay. Sure. Um, a pretty yeah, gift. Inside the Newport mansion, we see Chris glumly sitting by himself at a large fancy table. And Jennifer Barkley, who seconds ago was just rare. She's mad because you was well, obvious. Uh, Jennifer Barkley enters the room and introduces herself and tells Chris, you know, there are 30 bedrooms in this house. Bobby's in one. There's a dead guy in another. The rest are free. What do you say? I got a... I did those. Not, not I right. missed those sound effects. Yeah. That's so pretty good. Chris briefly tries to protest as Jennifer is the opposition's uh, campaign manager. And he, he, he I don't know. He's he, can't, flattered. he can't do that to Leslie. Yeah. But, but Jennifer points out this campaign is over. My job is done. Your job is done. It's just sex. I'm very good at it. <laughs> And Chris finally caves <laughs> and they go <laughs> okay. off together in search of a bedroom. Brown chicken, brown gal. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that helps cure his depression. Haven't got all day, honey. Yep. Well, Mark, following the last event of the day at Newport Mansion. Yes. Andy finally accuses the person who he believes is the lone pie man. Ooh. What will happen? Well, let's see. Um, we get a brief outside shot of Leslie and Ben contemplating if they want to try to, you know, like squeeze any other rallies or campaign stops. And they finally decide, no, 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 no. Let's get out. Well, yeah, let's good. get out of here. Yeah. We then see Burt Macklin, FBI, walk purposefully through the crowd and stand next to none other than Sewage Joe. Oh, no. Sewage Joe. And he's holding a pie, uh, no less. Weird. Yeah. It's almost like he's the, wait, does he? No. Andy confronts him, <laughs> explaining for the audience, Ben Wyatt fired you for sending pictures of your penis to everyone, <laughs> and you've come here to pie him. And he he doesn't even deny it. He, little twerp has it coming. 
and 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 Andy is so excited and he's intent on warning him like you better I will stop you if you try something because I'm here and then Sewage Joe sees that Andy is just all caught up in his like I'll stop you and stuff and goes okay I'm just gonna do it and he just takes the opportunity and goes blam and he throws the pie and he hits Ben dead center in the face yeah cops arrest and handcuff Sewage Joe taking him away (laughs) Andy is so excited he cheers himself proudly proclaiming I did it. Ben slowly wipes pie from his face, sarcastically saying, yeah, good job. great job. <laughs> I mean, for Andy, though, that was pretty good. The execution just failed at the end. I, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I'm looking at the picture of the pile over Ben's face here. I'm trying to figure out it's just making me hungry, but I'm trying to figure out it's a lot of whipped cream. Yeah. A lot, maybe like a meringue pie, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's spread like plaster. It's, yeah. it's it's all over. We will never know. Nope. Yeah. Well, Mark, we're finally in the kicker. And Donna's having a hard time saying goodbye to her Michael Fassbender. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it's now nighttime. Yeah. And it's dark out and you hear crickets. And, and we're once again, we're at BBB Auto Rental. It looks like car rental bill at this point has left. Yeah. And Leslie and Ben have arrived and they're standing on the side of the road with Ron and Tom watching a tow guy, tow truck guy, try to talk a distraught Donna into exiting her beloved Mercedes mm-hmm. so he can, you know, actually tow Don't it. <laughs> Leslie tells Donna she knows this was a great sacrifice and she will never forget that she did this for her. Finally, Donna gets out of the car and the tow guy hooks it to his truck and slowly drives down the road with Donna's Mercedes. And we can see the bumper dragging and scraping on the ground as he goes. (laughs) And Donna stands there sad, upset, surrounded by her friends while they try to comfort her. Fade to black. Fade to black. I love her explanation of why she named her car Michael Fassbender. Because they're both German and they're both both sexy as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's great. Yep. Well, nice job on the breakdown, Mark. Well, let's, uh, you know, I know we're tired. Constantine's tired from all the clips today. Oh, he's asleep. He's Look at him. Uh, Let's take a real quick break. We'll come back and we'll finish this guy up. Yes, please. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. We'll be right back, everybody. Hi, I'm Bobby Newport. My dad is friends with John Cougar Mellencamp. That's pretty cool. Vote for me. Hey, I'm Bobby Newport. I'm a regular guy. I like dogs. I'm here with my Persian Greyhound, Raclette, who was given to me by my buddy, the pretender to the crown of Alsace Lorraine. Vote Bobby Newport for city council. I'm Bobby Newport. My family owns nine square miles of land in this town. And isn't my family what this town's really about? Vote Bobby Newport for city council. Hi, I'm Leslie Nope. I'm pro-parks, pro-public safety, and I'm pro-clean water. I'm also pro-environmental regulation, and I'm very, very pro-local propositions 45, 86, and 102F. But most of all, I'm pro-Pawnee. Here are some other things that I'm pro. As you can see, I'm in favor of a lot of things, like hot dogs. Right, Charlie? I'm Leslie Nope, and I approve this message. Hey, kids. I'm Bobby Newport. You know, my family owns a candy company. If you get your parents to vote for me, I'll give you all the free candy you want. I'm totally serious. 
Okay? Good talk. Vote Bobby Newport for City Council. I know wants all these adorable puppies and kittens to die. Please, Miss Nope. Please don't turn me into a fur coat. Vote for Bobby Newport. He likes his puppies alive. Vote Bobby Newport for City Council. Bobby Newport's been handed everything on a silver platter. His cushy job at his dad's candy company, handed to him. His 60-foot boat, Bobby's boat, handed to him when he was 12. Leslie Nope is running for city council too, and she's earned everything she's ever gotten. Bobby Newport wants you to just hand him this election. Don't. Vote Nope for city council. All right, everybody, welcome back. Mm. Well, Mark, you know, uh, as we break these down, we always, we have this tradition, I would just remind some of our listeners at home since we've been off for a little bit, uh, we, we look at the DVDs, we break down the deleted scenes, uh, we That's talk right. about any special commentary things, which we've kind of been doing throughout the episode today. There are like, I don't know, so many minutes of deleted scenes here. I don't know how we're going to get through all of them. We'll give it a shot. Oh, wait, no, there were none. Oh, Sorry. good. We win. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, so, we did it. That's the one complaint I have here, if it's a complaint at all, that I get that the producer's cut usually is going to use up a lot more, and you're just not going to have a lot of extra. You'd think there'd still be some on, on the floor. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with all of these people, right? Yeah. I mean, Catherine Hahn and the ant guy. And, <laughs> the I mean, ant just, guy. And, and you know, uh, Star-Lord. I mean, these are funny people. You can't yeah. tell me there's nothing. Funny, super-powered people. Agreed. You, yeah. Yeah. I hate them all. <laughs> well, anyway, Mark, since we don't have any deleted scenes, let's jump right into Trope's first fun facts. Let's do that. And, uh, and the goofs sometimes, too. And goofs sometimes, yeah. too. I uh, I actually had a lot of trouble coming up with any firsts. I don't know if it was just uh, my, my, my brain. I have COVID brain or something. But uh, the only thing I said is I, I know in the past they've established that Donna loves her car. Yes. So I said... This was the first time that Donna sacrificed her car for the greater good, which is a, kind of a weenie thing. But that's what I got. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been sacrificed before, but without her permission. Yes. In hunting trip. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you're exactly right. Um, I only had one other first. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about the walk and talks, uh, you know, a visual technique they've clearly stolen from the Great West Wing, yes. you know, our other favorite political show. Of course. Well, in this episode, we had a bike and talk. Oh, man. And I'm not sure we've had one of those before, but I loved it. That's a great point. Chris kind of explaining his inner demons and, all, you know, his dark place and all right. that. So anyway. I wonder how the cameraman stayed in front of him. Uh, skateboard backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could have put that in the deleted scenes. I would have liked to have seen that. Whoa, Doc, are you telling me I got on my skateboard <laughs> and have a camera? You have to go backwards. Oh, that's heavy. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Back to the show. Yeah. Well, how'd you do on tropes? I had um, five and there were probably more, but COVID brain took over. And so I have five. I have a BMC Ben mugs to the camera Got it. at yep. many of the Definitely. unbelieving times. Oh, yeah. um, I had, um, I, I don't know if we've ever done this before, but I think that this mechanically is a trope. Andy's alter ego, Burt Macklin, FBI. Yeah, I, I think that's got to count. Yeah, I counted um, it. I had a, a a very, very mild case of FDR, food driven Ron, because he's eating the sandwich in Donna's car. He's like, I leave no meat behind. It's an honor thing. <laughs> it's so, an honor. All right, I'll count it. Um, I had depressed Chris, which yeah. 
We yeah, kind of choked that out. Before. Like last week, it was optimistic slash cheerful. Chris, he yeah. seems to go to extremes. He does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's that kind of a type A, and that's not unusual type A's. And then I, you know, we've talked about Leslie antagonists in general. Sure. And, and sure, it sure. seems like specifically for this, I said JBLB, Jennifer Barkley versus Leslie and Ben, like yeah. like together. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. How about you? That's good. Uh, did you get punching bag Jerry? Oh my gosh, COVID brain hit. Yeah, no, I'm no, telling I you. didn't. Yeah, which there's quite a bit of it here, and they're they're really funny and pie face Jerry. I mean, yeah, just like Jerry and, putting up with everything, and milkshake and, splatter Jerry, and yeah, you're right. No PBJ, I completely stand up in it. the order in which I trust you. Oh and then my Jerry gosh, Jerry backs away. He kind of do that you one to what? himself. Honestly, I was so <laughs> focused on on uh, Ann and Ben standing up and like, yeah. almost as competing. I missed that Jerry uh, backed away. Yeah, it's so thank funny. you for pointing yeah, that out. It's great. Um, fun with names. There's some fun names here in the the guest stars. If you noticed any of those, what car rental bill? That's pretty fun. Yeah, well, it's pretty good. You you made that one up though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th these weren't quite as obvious as some of the ones we've had before. Um, but <laughs> the one that got me was the character. Uh, well, first of all, the cop is Officer Golas. I don't know why, but that made me funny. <laughs> <laughs> that made me funny? <laughs> Good God, is this show over yet? That uh, made me laugh. Sir, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you and a couple other listeners. Um, the one that made me laugh the loudest, though, was the character Rebecca Polcat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So come on. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that, a, pretty that, good. that qualifies. Wasn't that the names. female reporter that said, quick ducking the yes, waffle the question. question? Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. I yes. Know. Loved it. Um, the only other trope I had, Mark, other than maybe what you've had, I think was Sweetums Runs Pawnee. That's still kind oh, that's of a, a good theme one. here, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then finally, I had to because it's it showed up before and it's shown up again, Bumbleflex. Oh, that's now a good with one. with campaign imprints. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I didn't have any goofs or fun facts this week. You know what I almost you? did for a trope? Yeah, what'd you do? Sweet, stupid Bobby Newport. Oh. It's, it's almost like there's a long lost Dwyer brother who got adopted into <laughs> oh, the Newport God. family. Oh, that that would be an amazing spinoff. I know. They should have done that. I know. I'm yes. so smart when I don't mean to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, I didn't have any goofs or fun facts. Did you? I had no goofs and I only had one, I guess, fun fact that we kind of alluded to. It, it is when uh, they're, they're driving to Newport's uh, mansion there to apologize. And then the, the memorial service and Ben yells, <laughs> it's a trap, which is a, probably an homage to a, a Admiral Akbar from the, the Star be. Wars original mm -hmm. trilogy. That That's Love all I got. It. We just watched, uh, rewatched episodes four, five and six. So when I watched this, like, there it is. Yep. It's Akbar. Yep. Yep. Love it. Well, Mark, why don't we jump into our scores then? Why don't we? No, we really should. Oh, okay. okay. Well, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Alan, I have co-MVPs for this episode. I have chosen uh, Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer and Rashida Jones as oh, Ann Perkins. Very nice. Um, very brief reasoning. I thought Andy was on en fuego, as they say, on fire on yeah. this episode, J just like the one before it. Honestly, in the debate, he was he was freaking unstoppable. And I'll give more details on that in a second. As far as Anne, I, I feel like Anne Perkins has often suffered from being like a very generic milk toast presence, uh, especially when she's in the presence of these other like really wacky characters. Yeah. But here I feel like she stepped up and she represented a very necessary moral compass, even with Ben there. 
Well, it's true because that's usually kind of his role. That's right. And and especially, especially when it comes to campaign advice, you know? So I like I feel like it was very important that she was there, and I like that they made her character more important in that in that vein. Um, and you know, Alan, I remember when we reviewed the last episode, the debate, both of us toyed around with the idea of whether or not it deserved a 10. Like it was that good. And even though we ultimately thought it was just shy of a perfect 10, it was still one of their great all time episodes. And it's probably on my top five of all time, to be honest with you. So why am I saying this? Because it's hard. Why to, are you saying it's, this it's hard to follow an episode like yeah, that? That's you know, a very good point. Bus tour, in my opinion, was very good and it was very enjoyable, but it wasn't it wasn't quite up to the level of of the debate, not because it's. This is bad because the debate was just so yeah, good. I would agree with that. However, this episode does have some things in common with the debate. They both have Catherine Hahn and Paul Rudd excellently reprising their roles as Jennifer Barkley and Bobby Newport. Yep. Chris Pratt was in fuego again as Andy in some of the most hilarious scenes, even though this time, like last time, they weren't arguably of central importance, Not but really. they were just good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nick Offerman's Ron Swanson felt somewhat underused that's fair yeah uh, and i'm okay with that as long as some other team members yeah. get some much needed uh, yeah. limelight and and i actually would say the same thing both this episode and last episode for aubrey plaza as april i felt like she was a little mm. underused a little bit Interesting. not not enough yeah. to like upset me or anything but just I, I and she still did a decent job but she just didn't she's had so many great episodes where she really took front and center she, it was noticeable she was tired she needed a little bit i of guess rest. yeah that's what it was in general i thought every almost everyone was given a chance to shine so i thought they did a good job um you know leslie by giving her speeches reading Groffle the awful waffle having the heart to heart with bobby newport ben being by leslie's side the entire time helping to coordinate everything and being the necessary moral compass andy reprising his role as burt macklin and figuring out the mystery for once. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Jerry is the poor put upon helper for Andy <laughs> to mash pies in his face and having his milkshake stolen. Um, Donna driving Ron and Tom around and then sacrificing her beloved Mercedes. Uh, Tom with some good one-liners like when he went, he's going to steal yogurt platinum. That was pretty funny. No, I'm um, not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Ron, although underused, still had... Decent, yeah, decent couple ish time yeah. and a few good yeah. scenes. Um, Chris trying to desperately avoid his depression by staying active. I I'm ready for this story to be over, but he wasn't horrible. He just, I I'm ready for this yeah. little yeah. story to end. Yeah. But, you know, he had some decent screen time and he also had some brown chicken, brown cow, <laughs> Jennifer Barkley, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so anyway, uh, April was a tad underused as well. She still had some good scenes. Anyway. All right. So onto the crazy Mark rubric. I'm going to give the sucker... Uh, 4.5 base score. I, I really like their four stories. Uh, I really like the stories that were driven by Leslie's campaign and Burt Macklin figuring out who threw the pies. The van story was okay. The Chris story was not their best, but I mean, overall, you average all of them pretty darn good. I, I give it a 4.5. I'm going to give a half point for a great performance by uh, co-MVP Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer. I'm going to give half a point for a great performance by co-MVP Rashida Jones as Ian Perkins. I'm going to give half a point for the great guest stars, um, which uh, include Paul Rudd as Bobby Newport, Catherine Hahn as Jennifer Barkley, Jay Jackson as Purred Happily, Mike O'Malley as Car Rental Bill, um, and and Kirk Fox as the Pyman Sewage Joe, OMG. Um, 
on to some cheater combos. I'm going to give half a point to what I call the Andy Jerry combo. I thought that they made a good pairing and not only was Andy on fire, Jerry getting the pie slowly pushed in his face was awesome. I'm going to give half a point for what I call the Barkley Newport car rental bill combo, because once again, they showed us deceptively complex antagonists. Well, for two out of the three uh, that once again shows that the ones that you think are going to be the bad guys, they aren't really true black hat villains. Not okay. really. As a matter of fact, in this episode, the one guy who we would say, like, you're a bad guy, probably car rental bill. Probably it. You know, yeah. Um I'm going to give half a point for what I call the speech combo. I really like all the speeches that Leslie gave on the road. And I like Leslie's heart to heart with Bobby in his room. I just thought the writing there was really well done. And it's okay to have some some more heartfelt moments like that. I like that. I'm going to give half a point to what I call the van story combo in the sense that I didn't know exactly what to call out, but I wanted to give the entire van storyline overall at least a half point for some nice scenes including donna's sacrifice of her beloved mercedes and i want to give one more half point at the end for bobby bringing up leslie on stage and and, and essentially endorsing her for those that don't want to vote for him and i know that made jennifer newport mad and i know that maybe some may say well that's not realistic that wouldn't happen in politics I just liked it. I, I, I'm a sap. I like it when the good guys can like say we we won. Well, kind of like we, yeah. we could win. So you add all those nutty points up and you come up with 8.5 little Sebastians. Like I said, this was this was not a bad episode by any stretch. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It had great guest stars. It actually had some significant uh, plot points that were important, it had some funny stuff. It, it just seems like it seems almost like a letdown in the in the face of the near the near 10 of last one, but still good, solid yeah. episode. So um, pretty sweet sauce in there. Ace. Oh, God. Huh? Is it? Huh? We took those t- that time off, yeah. Mark, and I was really hoping when we came back, it was it just is, like it, just like the Ian and uh, the Tom storyline. It would just be gone. It'd be gone. It's, and it should have been. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so anyway, what you got, man? Yeah, that is some pretty sweet sauce, Mark. Nice <laughs> right. job. Yeah, I yeah. win. Yeah, we did it. Well, uh, Mark, I'll start off with my MVPs. Um, you know, so I, like you, I did co MVPs this week. Um, I totally agree with you on 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 Pratt. You know, um, and Andy. Just really, really funny storyline. Uh, not super consequential. Totally could have written the episode without it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it was pretty funny and I think provided some good comic relief. Right. Um, Co-MVP with Chris Pratt would be Paul Rudd. Mm. Um, just for me, I just, you know, I, I really liked the Bobby Newport in this episode and i love just some of the nuance in the writing and the fact that he stole leslie's story and got up and told it his own but then didn't like proceed to crush her invited her on stage like it was terrific wonder, like what what color is the amusement park in his head i don't know but i love the music there yeah me yes. too yeah so anyway co-mvps chris pratt paul Rudd. very nice so yeah uh, you know, those guys should be in some sort of Marvel thing together. I'm going to suggest that. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Mark, I felt like this episode overall was pretty ambitious with four storylines. Yeah. And, and I think typically when we've seen that, usually something gives. And I'm not sure that's not true here. And, and I'll say, I, like, in this case, it's hard for me to, like, take away anything as far as points and say, well, because they did this, they don't get that point or that point. What I would say differently is 
maybe if they had strengthened, had two really strong storylines versus one really good one, one pretty good one, and two, eh, that they could have probably gotten a higher score from both of us this week. Hmm. I think that is true. Um, I also thought it was interesting that the director's cut and the, uh, or technically, I guess the producer's cut this week. Last week was Amy Poehler's director's cut. And as right. far as I know, that's the only one of those we've ever had. This was a producer's cut. And then the standard cut, about four minutes and 15 seconds differential. And yet, I don't see four minutes and 15 seconds worth of difference in score between them. I thought that was worth noting this week. Sometimes agree. that extra time, I'm like, oh, <laughs> boy, those suckers had only got 21 minutes on, you know, whatever, uh, the the Netflix back in the day or the, <laughs> yeah. the Peacocks now. Because even Peacock, uh, while they've been pretty good about airing producer's cuts, these last three, they have not. Interesting. They're all the 21-minute episode versions. Hmm. And I almost forgot to watch the producer's cut for this. And then when I did, I'm like, oh, well, okay, maybe it didn't matter so much. Right, uh, right. That not true last week, and I don't think it'd be true next week. So just worth noting. Interesting. I feel like some of the time they stole from Ron and from April maybe have been just, just a hint of it given to Donna. Yeah. But I think also maybe to Mike O'Malley as Bill, uh, what would you call him? A car rental bill. Car rental bill. I just can't get over that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's in the vein of Sister City uh, where, you know, they just had a guest star on screen too much. But when you factor in the time that they've got with with the Bobby Newport character, with the Jen Barkley character, this, this a-hole at the car rental place, there's a lot of screen time given to guest stars. Yeah. And he's not even a superhero. He's not even a superhero. Nope. Uh, they need a bald one. I'd recommend him. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if he's an a-hole. But anyway. <laughs> Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Oh, my God. Done. Eh, more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, but whatever. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say I was really happy that uh, outside the sweet sauce coming back this week, <laughs> Ace, um, that Tom and Ann did not come back. Mm. Right. I yeah, mean, that's I, I didn't see any of it. And, you know, Anne was clearly in her role supporting uh, Leslie and and kind of, you know, counterparting Ben's support as well. And then, you know, Tom, uh, obviously on the road with the van crew, as we called them. Right. So they didn't really have a chance to interact. And I was fine with that. Um, put them in opposite ends of the bus every week. And I'm good with that. Because if you remember last last I'm coming episode for you. with the debate. And left it out, left it kind of open ended. She goes like, "I'm, I'm not getting back together yes. with you. I'm not getting together with yeah. Chris. I'm just gonna say nuts to both of you, yeah. and I'm not gonna do anything for a while, which is okay. It is. And then Tom threatened, "I'm coming for you." And I agree with you. I'm glad that he did not. So did not. we'll see what happens with that yep. in, the, in the longer arc here. Um, I thought the campaign speeches were really good. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for well written campaign speeches by fake political characters. Oh yeah, a la the West Wing, and oh, and and here as well. Yeah, um, I could have done with a little more of it. Mm -hmm. If we were going to trade out some of those things, I said I didn't love as much. Why could I use a little more of that? Interesting. Uh, maybe hit a a bigger height before we hit the low of the guffaw, you know, and the, you know, the dead guy being a jerk yeah. uh, stuff, uh, which again, pretty brilliant. And I thought well played and I thought it was, did a good job of kind of featuring uh, the, the political strategies of both Jen Barkley, who's clearly a genius and then who's still got some room to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, for me, I, like I said, I, I did not give them different scores. I did give them a slightly higher score than you. I gave the combined of the two director producers cut and standard cut a nine this week. 
I can see that. I, I toggle between an 8.5 yeah. and a 9. Yeah. I, I thought because, again, when I watch it, it's a good episode. It really is. I agree. Um, but it, it's not one of my favorites. And I when I look at why, I think it's just missing some of the, uh, well, some of the sweet sauce there, Ace. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a little more of it. And it'd been pretty easy to have a 9.5 or <gasps> a 10. Oh, my God. Have we had a 10? Yeah. We didn't, I know. I'm joking. I was yeah, reminding the viewers at home that we have had exactly one and only one 10.0 score. Yeah, we had a couple that had scores I can't quite remember. They were somewhere in the middle. We had like a run of 9.5s in season three. And then some other score I can't remember that was no. somewhat between. I don't know. I, I can't remember the details. They're just going to have to go back and see. It's higher than a 9.5, not quite a 10. I seem to recall. I don't Jesus. don't know exactly the this is when you lost your parking Constantine, spot. Constantine, get on that. No, don't bring. Do I don't want to talk about? I, I need my parking <laughs> Sorry space. Sorry about that. All right, all right. We won't. We'll pretend like that also never happened. Yeah. So, yeah. so nine point I can respect that. Yeah. So ten nine nine oh. Not a bad. Not a bad episode. You know, Alan, you you've talked a lot about how much you love the West Wing, which I do as well. Who's your favorite character on there? Oh, that's tough. Um, probably Josh Lyman. Leo. Oh well, Leo you know all the way. You know what? I, I here's they're the all thing. good. They're all good. They're all amazing. They're I not think, a wrong answer. There's not necessarily. You're right, but I, I I'm going to defend my position just slightly because <laughs> I feel like I'm under attack. Uh huh. Um, I think on my first and watch through first second whatever it was back in the day when you were just a youngster. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, it was it was definitely Josh. Um, rewatching it now though, holy crap, is Leo good? Like he he is the heart of it, right? I think so. And and you kind of miss that. You've got these great campaign speechwriters. You've got this great supportive staff. He's not as go. funny as Josh. That's the thing. Yes. That's the thing. Yep, yep. So anyway, let's put that on our West Wing podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, nice job today, Mark. <laughs> I know uh, we're, I can't believe it, but we only have one episode left in season four. Holy cow. Episode 22. Yep. Win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw. Baby. So what that says to me, and I haven't watched this episode ever, is that someone's going to win or lose or there could be a draw. What is this, cocky? Like, what's happening? I don't think you can draw on a political campaign, can you? Well, I mean- they share the office? It depends on how big the whiteboard is. It depends on, you know, who all is involved. You're going to follow the proper rules of etiquette. I, I want to see them co-win and have, uh, you know, Bobby Newport getting Leslie's coffee every day. That's what I want to see. Leslie, we did it. Here's we your did coffee. it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, tune in next week to see what happens with that. That's right. Thanks for joining this week, and we look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompawnee.com for more details or to contact us. All right. <laughs> no, come on. Just like the first syllable. Kaflavin. Uh, COVID brain. All right.